what can a black slave who fought for the Confederates turn coat and acted as an undercover spy for the North while also helping slaves possibly tell us about kindness? Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda F. Williams, and I want to talk to you about a remarkable story of a slave boy whose owner was very kind to him, raised him as one of his sons. Now, John had two sons already, but he took a liking to Bill, and he raised Bill as his own. He educated Bill. He saw Bill had a special liking for horses, so he made him head horseman on the plantation. But Bill also gained a reputation around town as being real good with horses. Well, along comes the Civil War. Both John's sons go off to war for the Confederates. And Bill joins the Confederates because he wants to help out his brothers. He considered the slave owner's sons his brothers. So he wanted to protect them. So as a Confederate soldier, he would also help slaves to escape. He was also known as a spy for the North. He went to prison, in fact, for being a double agent. Well, while he was in prison, they realized that he was also a really good cook. So they put him off into the kitchen. Bill had a special personality and people would always like him. So he would always play cards with the guys. He would win a lot too. In fact, he was squirreling away money the whole time he was in prison. So that when he got out, he went back home. Well, when Bill came home, he bought back the plantation. It was a wreck. Then his dad, John, came back home. The sons came back home. They made it through without getting killed. And he had all this money. So what Bill did, excuse me, I'm looking down at my notes. So what Bill did, not only did he buy back and refurbish the homestead, but he also opened a horse operation, a racetrack, a blacksmith shop, a hotel, a restaurant, and a hospital. I mean, this guy had money coming out of his ears, a slave, okay? So because he loved horses, he said, well, the next thing he was going to do is he was going to start a stable. So he went looking for a horse. He went to an auction, and he kind of took a liking to this circus horse, broke down old. Nobody thought that anybody would ever want him, so he paid $40 for it, and everybody's looking at him like he was 14 carat crazy, talking about looking at that dumb black guy. Well, they didn't use black guy. You know what they used. And they they thought they were, he was a folly to them, so they were laughing at him. So he took this old broke-down horse home. I think her name was Loretta. And so he decided he saw something in her eyes. I don't know what he saw, but there was a connection that he had with Loretta. And that's why he bought her as broke-down as she was and so-called useless. So he went looking for a horse to breed with Loretta. What he did was he came across the number one racehorse in the area called Tennessee Volunteer. And the Tennessee Volunteer's owner agreed to let him mate 
with Loretta. Well, it looked like a disaster, okay? The, the, the foal came out, it couldn't walk, it acted like it was deformed, it couldn't stand up, and most experts in the horse field felt like they should shoot this foal and put it out of its misery. But again, Bill saw something in this horse, in this foal. So what he did was he took the foal, he nursed it back. They became so close that, look, it's a good thing Bill wasn't married because Bill was sleeping in the stable with the horse and they became so close that when Bill would go out and sell his liniment, he became known as Dr. Bill Key because he was also a good veterinarian. You would think this was a fake story, but I'm telling you this is a true story. So... As time went on, he taught this foal all kinds of tricks. The foal didn't want to stay home when he went out selling the liniment, so he wound up taking the horse with him. And eventually, he used the horse to help sell this liniment. What he taught this horse to do, you will never believe. In three to seven years, he taught this horse how to write its own name how to make change from a cash register, how to spell out any name of an audience member, how to tell time, how to dial a phone. This horse was something else. And as he took the horse around and the horse would do these tricks, then people wanted to buy the horse. He wasn't selling the horse. He, was, he had a relationship with the horse. He was a very kind man, and he treated his horse kindness with kindness. And so eventually, Harvard got in the mix and decided, okay, this has got to be a trick. They sent this horse signals or something, so we're going to perform research on this horse. They came back with the finding that there, were no, there was no trickery. This horse knew how to spell. President McKinley was impressed with the horse even. So eventually, Bill Key got a promoter. They went all over the, the nation with the horse, and the rest is history. Now, why am I telling you this story? Well, because, because there are a couple of things we can take away from it. Number one, kindness is key. Even President McKinley said he had never seen kindness make such a difference as he saw with the relationship between Bill Key and this horse. Beautiful Jim Key was his name. The horse grew up to be very beautiful, very strong and gorgeous. That's why everybody called him Beautiful Jim Key. Now, what would have happened if somebody would have shot that horse? Nothing. We would never know the thing existed, but because of the kindness of Bill Key, and because Bill saw something in this broken down wreck of a foal, and because the kindness that Bill Key had for this animal resulted in the animal becoming so famous that it's got its own grave site in Kentucky, we have this history. So what I want you to take away from this story is this. There's something in you. There's a reason you're here. And there's something within you that I don't have, Joe doesn't have, Mary Sue doesn't have, nobody else walking this earth 
has this thing that that Bill Key had. It was something in him that could connect on a deeper level and see something in these animals, okay? It was something special in Jim that nobody else walking the earth had. What is that with you? And do you have that on full display? Are you fully in connection with that aspect of your purpose and who you are? Because that, my friend, will make a difference in the life of some other individual. Somebody out here walking this earth needs something that only you can provide. Only you have in you based on your life experiences and the things that you've learned and the special things that God has put in you to be as unique as you are. It's important in the overall scheme of things that we all are in touch with that special thing. Let me tell you the difference it made in, in one man's life. I couldn't find the video that I had watched, but apparently this young man had just fallen overnight. He, he just followed. He went comatose. He couldn't walk. He became fully paralyzed. He couldn't talk. He couldn't communicate. When this happened to him, he was in high school. Well, he finally came out of the coma and still couldn't speak or write anything. Couldn't walk. And his parents almost broke up because of the strain of this in the, in the household. And even his mother admits on camera that one day she walked up to him and looked down at him laying on the floor and told him, you need to die. Well, his frustration would be later learned as a result of one special physical therapist. They had finally put him into an institution and nobody would understand this man. Nobody understood that within him, he was all there. He could think, he could reason, he just could not let you know that he was still in there. But there was this one physical therapist on site that knew that, okay, I can see something in this man. She knew that when he would start shaking and everything, it wasn't seizures. He was trying to communicate and was frustrated because he couldn't make his body say what he wanted to say, which was, I am still in here. I'm still a viable human being. Don't count me out. And because she recognized that in him, she acknowledged to him that she could see in his eyes that he was still in there, that he, he was frustrated. And she helped him to develop ways to communicate. This man eventually wound up getting married and his life just turned around. He got a college degree all because of what? That one person who looked in his eyes, just like Jim Key could look into the eyes of those broken down horses and see something in there. What is that for you? What is it that you have that nobody else has? What is it in you? What is it that only you can see in another person? What is it that only you have to give the world? What is it? Now, don't be frustrated at the question. The takeaway here should be that there is something there, whether you see it or not.
And there are people out here whose lives can be totally changed as a result of your tapping into that purpose. What is it with you? Trust me, there's somebody walking around here in this world that only you can reach, only you can help, and you're the only person walking and breathing that can make the difference in their lives the way you can make that difference. I'm Dr. Linda F. Williams, and I'm encouraging you to find out what your purpose is. It's no secret. It's not a mystery floating out there in the cosmos. You need only tap into the things that matter to you. What social situations get your goat and get you up at arms? What population of people are there out there that you have a special heart for and that you want to often reach out to and help? What is it in you that you've been through that would allow you to relate to somebody else in that same situation? See, the pain that turns us around in life is the very pain that we need to tap into in order to help somebody else out. I just encourage you to find out what that is. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, again, I am Dr. Linda F. Williams. And remember, your greatest power is realized in the truth of who you are. Know that truth.